Well, we were this close to winning the battle royale for $30,000 yesterday on underdog, but we're going to have to settle for two top 10 finishes. We'll recap those lineups today, as well as my DFS teams. It was a great day. Thanks to CJ Stroud. It's the portfolio review. Let's do it. I suffer from a debilitating condition known as atropic chalkitis. Peter's one of the greatest depositors I've ever seen. Trust the process. Let's go. I got auto match with Levitan. Bullshit. If I just go the other way in that 66, I win all the money. All the money. If I had 150 lineups, I'd win too. Process over results. Illuminati make a bitch go crazy. I don't know which one of these my baby. Bust out AP. Close spot bullets in your head like KD. Bust it. Bust it. Bitch go bust it. And I had 10 pipes with me in Russia. Hey, everyone. GMs, GMs all around. Thank you, Tyler, driving back from Miami. A happy Houston ending. Yeah, uh, holy cow. CJ Stroud on fire yesterday. Steven Bink, the $4.20 max. Congratulations. Uh, Justin got washed. Uh, that's why we're here every Monday, win or lose, the highs and the lows. Although it did seem like the Deposit Kingdom had a pretty good week Yesterday, we are going to recap a lot of that, including my guy Ashton Coates, one of the hand builders and opto bros, uh, was live to win the spy. My, my life's mission winning the spy, and uh, Ashton was there uh, in striking distance. We'll check out his lineup. Brady over here tilting a Daniel Jones stack in the listener league. Yeah, that uh, that didn't end well, and now Daniel Jones, it looks like, out for the season. No fun there. GMs, GMs, GMs. <laughs> yes, Brandon Hawking, my sweatshirt. I did a full changeover of my closet last week. The tanks all went away. No more tank tops. And I just brought out all the sweatshirts. Ideally, I need like a shoulder season where maybe I just go to some like light long sleeve shirts, you know, in between tank tops and sweaters, but there's no in between here. We just live on the extreme. So now we are wearing uh, chunky sweaters. Uh, thank you, Stephen. Yeah, this was the thing. So for those of you guys who uh, weren't maybe sweating along with me, uh, I had two teams at the top of the Battle Royale yesterday heading into, I think it was like the eight final eight minutes of that uh, that game with the Eagles and the Cowboys. Basically, after A.J. Brown scored, I had a first place team and a fourth place team. And I'll go ahead and get some stuff pulled up here and uh, I can explain how it ended up being a, a pretty agonizing sweat. You know, I, I really don't want to complain. And it's one of the things I've been trying to wrestle with yesterday where it, this game is so sick in the way the psychological traps work where this was one of my best fantasy days. I've been really trying to put in time to get better at these battle royale drafts. You've been hearing me talk about it specifically on off and on the clock with the badge bros. I've been trying to up my game and to see some results and to have two top 10 finishes. I should be doing cartwheels, but you feel absolutely sick to your stomach seeing yourself in first place, watching CD Lamb get a catch, and then watching your two teams drop. And I still had multiple outs. I had an A.J. Brown out, and I had a DeAndre Swift out to get me back into first place. They went uh, three and out on back-to-back -back drives. Then they had the infamous play where it was their last chance to get yards before the game was either going to be over if they got a first down. And that was when DeAndre Swift and A.J. Brown run into each other 
on that horrible snap there at the end of the Eagles game. I'm like, that epitomizes this sweat. The two guys guys I need bumping into each other and ending the play. So I'm just getting that off my chest because I am really trying to have a healthy mindset uh, about it. But it is really hard when you're in a contest that has 56,000 people in it. It is really, really hard, as we all know around here, to get lineups in the top 10, much less two of them, much less to be sitting in first place only to watch C.D. Lamb give you the blade. So uh, I was working through uh, some of that tilt uh, yesterday. I've mostly shook it off. I've mostly shook it off. Um, I'll pull up the couple of lineups here. There was some other close calls here as well, as people have pointed out to me uh, on Twitter with, with this team. Um, let me look at this team that ended up finishing in fourth place. It ended up being seven points out of first because CeeDee Lamb ended up having a couple catches. So it actually makes me tilt a little less. There was one moment after the A.J. Brown TD where CeeDee Lamb had one catch and then I was down by .02 points. And I was like, if this ends like this, uh, that will be uh, more tilting. But CeeDee Lamb ended up having a couple good catches. He was definitely uh, the play there. Um, but yeah, so this was the first team. C.J. Stroud double stacked to tank. Uh, Dell and Dalton Schultz, Josh Jacobs at running back, and then AJ Brown and Mike Evans at wide receiver. So obviously it's the, the Stroud double stack to tank Dell and Dalton Schultz um, that was carrying the way here. Josh Jacobs doing his job, but as multiple people have pointed out, uh, Mike Evans was very close to a touchdown. He basically rolled into the end zone. I thought they were going to call it a touchdown. They ended up saying he was down at the one yard line. So that six points there uh, would have been pretty helpful as well. Although I think it would have put me just shy there, uh, depending on how that was scored, maybe just 0.5 points shy uh, on that. So this one was a bummer. Um, and then I had a second lineup, which was the exact same lineup, but it was just a 1v1 of Mike Evans to DeAndre Swift. Um, and I had talked about this kind of build on the uh, often on the clock where I was doing lots of DeAndre Swift and AJ Brown combos ended up not hitting uh, obviously here. But again, the Stroud tank Dell Dalton Schultz double stack enough to get me up here. And the reason that was the case is because tank Dell and Dalton Schultz were getting drafted in less than 10% um, specifically tank Dell um, Dalton Schultz was sprinkling in a little bit more, but tank Dell was not getting drafted in many of these battle royale contests. So getting a stack here that was low owned and then having that guy finish as the wide receiver one on the week in tank Dell um, really made it um, uh, a very tough combination to beat. Uh, it kind of was like the week that Deontay Foreman had three touchdowns as well, where it was like you had to have him because not only were they the most running back raw points on the slate, but they also were getting drafted in less than 10, less than 5% of contests. So um, we'll keep talking about the strategy element on off and on the clock. But I do really think if you have one big takeaway from these lineups, it's what the badge bros have been saying all along. Scroll, scroll the F down because the projection difference, and I used this exact example for the Texans pass catchers on two episodes ago, um, but it's been playing out every single week where Nico Collins projects slightly better than Tank Dell, which makes sense. Um, but it then means Nico Collins is drafted in 100% of Battle Royale contests and Tank Dell is drafted in less than 5%, less than 10% of contests just by the nature of the contest and only 36 players being drafted each week. So uh, you've heard the mantra from the badge bros over and over, but that scroll the F down really is the skeleton key to building teams that have a chance 
to not have to compete with a hundred of your best friends, thousands of your best friends when you are right there. Um, appreciate the congrats guys. I know a lot of you were, uh, sweating it there. Yeah. CD lamb, man. And this is what's kind of crazy about having, you know, I had some good takes from yesterday and I had some really bad takes and some of the really bad takes are in these top lineups. Um, I was very big on CJ Stroud double stacks, but my other big take was I didn't like the spot for the Cowboys on the road at Philadelphia. Um, I was taking AJ Brown over CD lamb. I think the market was pretty much taking Brown over lamb. Um, I wasn't fading lamb per se. Um, but I was just so heavy on this spot for the Cowboys or for the Eagles. And I was loading up on AJ Brown and Deandre Swift. And then you see, you know, uh, how big that difference is in a contest like this, when CD lamb scores 22.6 as your first round pick, and then my first round pick, AJ Brown scores 16. That six points is the difference because there's not going to be a lot of teams that have both of those guys on it, unless you're getting a crazy GM GM. And so that, uh, that one V one, it was AJ Brown versus CD lamb for all the money yesterday and CD lamb out alpha, uh, AJ Brown, which really pains me to say, because AJ Brown's the ultimate grown ass man. I've been uh, known to call CeeDee Lamb a fake alpha at times. And man, did I eat my words yesterday watching CeeDee Lamb continually get open on that Philadelphia secondary. Uh, it really felt like a death by a thousand cuts there at the end of the game. But very fun to have a sweat. Very fun to get two shots on goal. And I think the other thing for me, um, you know, you see this lineup only having a, a direct one for one pivot off of the other. That was a thing John had even asked me about on off and on the clock because John has made some really big stands in battle Royale. I think he had plus 50% Kareem uh, or sorry, Kenneth Walker one week. I think he had a ton of Josh Jacobs and we were having that conversation about really being hyper-focused on some specific plays. And obviously it can sink your week if what you're heavy on doesn't hit, but when you are right, you give your yourself a chance at two scores here. So I felt good about that. And again, like I had other some of my other biggest stands ended up not working out. I had a ton of DJ Moore uh, in Battle Royale yesterday. You know, DJ Moore was fine, but it ended up being Cole Komet, who was kind of the beneficiary of that spot. But DJ Moore was another guy like Tank Dell that wasn't getting drafted a ton that I thought had slate-breaking upside. And if it hits, then sub-5% of the field is going to have it. But again, shows like even the things I was piling in on, AJ Brown, DeAndre Swift, DJ Moore that didn't hit, um, still just having a couple of my concentrated kind of, you know, core plays uh, hit yesterday allowed me to bubble up a couple of rosters to the top. Um, but yeah, you can see some of my other top entries here at 116. I just, I was really all in on these Stroud doubles. This, the Stroud you see with Nico isn't getting there um, because Nico scored significantly less than Noah Brown in Dalton Schultz, but I was mixing and matching. Um, here was a Deshaun Watson one that actually had CD lamb, but I still tacked on tank Dell as a last wide receiver there. Um, another CJ Stroud double or single stack to Dalton Schultz. So I was mixing and matching this CJ Stroud um, stuff um, in basically all of these top lineups and uh, just didn't get quite the right combination. Uh, just needed CeeDee Lamb or needed Mike Evans to score a touchdown. Or if you really think about it, and we can look at the uh, DraftKings Millie Maker lineup in a second, it was fully onslaught that game because you could have exclusively played Texans and 
uh, in box and won this. You could have played CJ Stroud at quarterback. You could have played Rashad White at running back. You could have played all three uh, receivers on either of the uh, the Texans uh, team, maybe one bring back there, and then either of Dalton Schultz or Kate Otten. So um, it's pretty insane that you could have won this contest with full-blown six-player onslaughts from that team. And I wouldn't say that's a strategy we should look to replicate um, because so often we need to hit more of the perfect one-offs. But on low-scoring slates like last week, and we knew heading into the slate, you looked at the totals, you looked at all of the backup quarterbacks going, we knew that this might be a week where if there were one had-to-have-it game, you could pile on on that game and enjoy the benefits if no other games really shot out. And that's exactly what happened. Um, I guess other than kind of the Dallas guys, Dak, Jake Ferguson, and CeeDee Lamb, there weren't any other like super big stack hits. So um, it's uh, an interesting wrinkle to that slate. Um, I was primarily not doing bringbacks. Um, this Mike Evans one, I think kind of came naturally here. Mike Evans, I think kind of slid, I got him at pick or actually, no, I took him ahead and then I built it around. I think I said, I wanted some, uh, Stroud with a bringback, but for the most part, I was just doing double stacks and not forcing anything with Tampa. Uh, in hindsight, it would have been nice to have some, uh, Rashad white. Um, I was too excited to talk about my lineups that I forgot to pour coffee and feed the ducks. That's my apologies, but uh, it's not every day we get a, a winning thing here to celebrate. So forgive me for um, shirking my duties here. Let's feed the ducks. Ducks are being fed and let's get a, a nice little coffee for here. All right. All right. Let me catch up on the chat here. I appreciate all of the congrats. Thank you guys. Uh, I know John's still bringing up the, uh, the Evans tackled at the one. Um, yeah, uh, that was brutal. Uh, we will, we should talk a little bit about Arthur Smith. I mean, he is just, he is on another level these days with just how insane. I assume you guys saw that, um, that sequence at the goal line and uh, oh another one of my stands like i had taken uh a lot of kyle pitts in drafts uh but of course um this is the sequence here field yates outlines it the falcons just forced a fumble and returned it to the vikings one yard line the subsequent plays first and goal false start first and goal pass to Jody smith second and goal into round to Jody smith third and goal handoff to tyler algier just some like truly sick shit there from arthur smith Hmm. TM said, how were you able to learn that the Dell Schultz combo had low owners? It, it You don't have to do anything fancy. Go look, pull up the rankings on Underdog. I'll show you uh, here what you can do. So Battle Royale, 36 players are drafted. Um, and let's see, what do we have rankings up for? I guess it doesn't even matter. Oh, here's the rankings for week 10. So you can do that. 36 players will get drafted in every contest. So you can look at the first six quarterbacks. And what you're going to do is you're going to work under the assumption that most people are drafting off of ADP. So obviously this will change because this is really early in the week. But let's say Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, Justin Herbert, CJ Stroud, and Geno Smith. Those guys will be drafted in the majority of contests. 
because only six are drafted and because most people stick to ADP. That means Trevor Lawrence, Jared Goff, Sam Howell, Will Levis, Brock Purdy, Kyler Murray will be drafted in less than 100% of contests. You can do the same thing for tight ends. Yes, people can take two tight ends, but for the most part, people are taking one tight end. So Mark Andrews, Kittle, Hawkinson, Ingram, Laporta, Ferguson, um, those will be the guys that are going in most contests. And then anything after that, the Falcons tight ends, McBride and Njoku will be going in less than a 100%. Then you can math it out, right? If there's, if you assume 12 onesies, um, that means that uh, 24 uh, running backs and wide receivers, then you can count down here, find the cutoff. And then anything after that, those guys are likely going to be um, undrafted. Um, and if you're actually looking for the spreadsheet, Chad Mashke generally pulls it together in the Badge Bros channel. You guys need to be hopping in the uh, the Deposit Kingdom Discord in the Badge Bros channel. He actually compiles some manual entry of this where people submit draft boards, but the data is only as good as how many draft boards we get in there. Um, so he has a spreadsheet that can actually show that as well. So there's lots of ways to uh, check in on uh, what we expect, but it's very simple. The top 36 players in ADP are generally going to be drafted in close to 100% of drafts. Hmm. Yeah, I, we'll, we'll pull up Yuta's lineup here in a second on DraftKings. Yuta, just absolutely insane. If you guys don't know who Yuta Cow is, we had him on Lowell's a couple weeks ago. He had the uh, the ultimate Chad quote that uh, knowing ball is the projection and that the uh, the Sims are in his head. And boy, were the Sims in his head with a CJ Stroud triple stack. Hmm. Where's the Deposit Kingdom Discord info? Um, so the link to the Discord is down below. Um, we have uh, a ton of different channels in there. Uh, the Badge Bros are the main hub for underdog drafting. There are channels for all the different sports. The main channel, Badge Bros, is just uh, for NFL. Um, but then there's sub channels for hoops, for golf, for MLB, for puck, for all of that. And then if you guys want to become YouTube members, the Hand Builder and Opto Bros, you see it over here on the side banner, um, that will unlock a channel in the Discord where we talk DFS plays. Um, and we'll also give you access to the two premium shows I do each week, the Showdown Cram on Sunday morning and the uh, DFS After Dark show on Saturday nights. Had a fun interview with Joe Holka on Saturday night. Mm. Um, uh, let me just look at a couple other things with the Battle Royale stuff and then we can move on. I was also uh, hunting uh, some Battle Royale uh, or sorry, some Dog Bowl tickets. I ended up, that was actually my bigger volume, got 28 entries over there ended up having 50 battle royale entries so if you would have had 50 entries you could have won two as they like to say um was just trying to get to that 50 mark because that unlocks uh, another rake back tier thanks to the gladiator program if you guys aren't familiar if you do 25 battle royales you get a percentage rake back if you do 50 you get a higher percentage and then if you get up to 75 battle royales you unlock the top rake back there um the dog bowl I was very heavy on the CJ Stroud double stacks over here. I had a team that I was, I thought had a chance to win here. Um, we had a CJ Stroud double stack to Noah Brown in Dalton Schultz. Um, because I was so in on the CJ Stroud doubles, even when I got shot, shut out of Nico and tank, I was okay. Tacking on Noah Brown, um, 
I had kind of opened my third eye to that play after JM had talked about it on Friday's block party show. And then I pulled up the utilization on the Fantasy Life Utilization Report. Noah Brown's usage was like not that far off from Tank Dell. So that ended up being like a nice pivot in this contest where these are 12 person drafts, the Dog Bowl qualifiers, which means both Nico and Tank Dell are getting drafted in every contest, but then Noah Brown isn't getting drafted in every contest. So this team had CJ Stroud to Noah Brown and Dalton Schultz. And then I had just some one-offs here, Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard, Demario Douglas. What was so sick about this Tony Pollard pick is I had not been drafting Tony Pollard. He was not a target. I had basically been full fading him. But on this team, he slid from his, uh, or no, I took him. Did I take him ahead? Jeez, I keep trying to think that I, I only took this guy <laughs> because he was at ADP value, but I took him ahead of ADP here. This honestly might have been one of them where I timed out. Um, on Sunday morning, I was trying to get in a couple of these. I knew I wanted the CJ Stroud doubles. This Tony Pollard might have been an auto timeout, if I recall correctly. Um, but I basically just needed, you know, one of Pollard or Demario Douglas to really pop off. I finished with 125.7 points, and then I needed 136.5 there to eclipse crutches. Shout out to crutches, by the way. Um, I was enjoying his tilt on Sunday. He had the CJ Stroud to Nico in tank with the Kate Otten bring back Amari and Barkley. Barkley does just enough to hold off Wu-Tang Killer Bees, another uh, great underdog player who's so close. And uh, I feel for both Wu-Tang and Johnny. I see Johnny here just became uh, a YouTube member. Um, nothing stings quite more than being this close. I mean, the for it to be this top heavy, to have the cliff at from three to four be this ginormous is really brutal. So um, keep getting those shots on goal. Wu-Tang, who had the uh, CJ Stroud skinny to Tank Dell, and Johnny, who had the CJ Stroud skinny to Tank Dell. And you guys both had um, some nice tight end scores there from Jake Ferguson and Jonu Smith. But uh, shout out to Beretta James, uh, CRB Lake 2, and Crutches for punching your tickets to Miami. I, I thought I was going to maybe have a couple that could bubble up here. I had an 80th place team, CJ Stroud, Tank Dell, Dalton Schultz, but then you see my DeAndre Swift and AJ Brown uh, combo there sinking me. Another one here that was CJ Stroud uh, single to just Noah Brown. Um, at a little New England mini here, Ramondre DeMario. DeAndre Swift ended up being um, kind of my downfall just because I was clicking him so much in the second round. Had um, another team here. Jerome Ford was my flag plant uh, gold star lock of the week yesterday. He didn't get there. So um, even a Stroud, Nico, Noah Brown, and then another little mini here, Jerome Ford, Cleveland. So I was... I was honing in on, on a ticket there, but just couldn't quite get the pieces to fit. And then DeAndre Swift um, really struggling there, but had a pretty good showing overall as far as how many of these teams finished in the top 2,000. Um, hopefully Underdog runs that promo again. Mm. All right, let's see here. Um, no, I. the funny thing is, is I, I messaged... Uh, producer Nick was in a dog bowl draft with me because we were doing the um the Sunday cram and uh and then I think copper actually came in and was like we're gonna see some overlay right now in the dog bowl and I was fully prepared to go work on my DFS lineups but I was like all right I'll go chase some more dog bowl overlay and so I fire up two dog bowl drafts at the same time and I'm normally not a multi-tabler I don't mind doing two battle royale drafts at once 
Um, but the dog bowl ones, uh, of course, I'm fiddling with my DFS lineups and trying to draft two dog bowl teams. And uh, and I took uh, Tony Pollard because I was not targeting Tony Pollard. I think I had uh, that was my only share of him in the dog bowl. So I am pretty sure it was a timeout, uh, but it's my fault nonetheless. Uh, all right. Um, I think that covers us there. I did have six entries in the goal line. Stan had another uh, CJ Stroud tank Nico team uh, that took a zero from Mike Gusecki. Jesus. Um, but yeah, I think I'll try to uh, have similar volume this week, maybe slightly more dog balls, probably try to get up to 75 battle royales, but definitely need to try to keep the good times rolling on underdog and uh, yeah, we'll probably talk more uh, underdog stuff on the club tomorrow. We'll definitely talk about it on off and on the clock on Friday. So if you want more underdog strategy, definitely check that out. And obviously check out our friends from the Badge Bros. Um, had a decent day on DraftKings as well, just because I was very in on the CJ Stroud stuff. Ended up finishing 127th in the Big Spy I had a Stroud double stack with Nico and Schultz. So, you know, you needed it to be Tank Dell and Schultz or Noah Brown and Schultz for the big scores. But overall, um, I felt good about this lineup. Let me try to blow it up on screen here a little bit. And uh, we can talk some of these. Maybe going back up here is better. Um, so the team was uh, CJ Stroud to Schultz and Nico. And then CJ Stroud at 5.7%. Dalton Schultz at 4.1%, Nico at 17.4%. Then I got in the three running back plays I liked a lot. Josh Jacobs, 17.5%. Jerome Ford at 12%. DeAndre Swift at 6.9%. Nice. Um, AJ Brown at 27.1%. Wandell Robinson at 4.7%. And then Patriots D at 9.9%. So I felt really good about this lineup. You know, Wandell Robinson has a little mini correlation with Josh Jacobs and then a pivot off of the Demario Douglas chalk. Um, that ended up working out well because you saved 500 with Wandell and he outscored Demario Douglas. And then because I still wanted to have kind of a Patriot in most of my lineups and I didn't go with Ramondre in this one, I did play Patriots defense. Ultimately, the story of my day was uh, Stroud doubles and Josh Jacobs carrying me and my love for A.J. Brown and DeAndre Swift uh, bringing me down here. But I will take it 127th place out of uh, 4,444 entries, 175.2 points there. But let's check out our guy Ashton, who had a legit sweat here for a while. He needed a little bit more Josh Jacobs, but Ashton here finishes in 10th place uh, for $2,000 there. Also, of course, had a CJ Stroud double to Nico and Tank, but had that sweet, sweet Kate Otten bring back there his running backs, Kamara, Jerome Ford, and Josh Jacobs, and then also played a one-off Jahan Dotson, and then the Browns defense that ended up being a really nice play if you could get up to it at 4,200. I love that correlation of Jerome Ford with the Browns defense. Um, man, the Jerome Ford stuff was very tilting yesterday uh, for any of you guys who tailed me on my uh, gold star lock. Um, that was very frustrating because the touches were there. I think he had 24 touches in the game or was it 29? It was an absurd amount of touches, but they were actually struggling to run 
on the Cardinals, which was weird just because they had the game script you wanted, everything lined up how you wanted, and he just could not capitalize. Five receptions for 44 yards, but only, or uh, for 33 yards and only 44 rushing yards. So I apologize that uh, Jerome Ford there at 12% couldn't take us to the promised land. That was very frustrating, but very nice lineup here from Ashton and the, uh, the winning team here. Uh, Dak Prescott back-to-back -back weeks of winning people tournaments pretty incredible that you were able to win a tournament yesterday without having cj stroud i mean stroud scores what uh 13 more points than dak prescott but had the perfect lineup around it dak double stack to cd lamb and jake ferguson Taysom hill at tight end so the double tight end build and then played noah brown as the one-off wide receiver with a mini with rashad white that was pretty sick there um let's see here um, I want to look, I'll, I'll just quickly show my other lineup I rolled out. Um, I obviously wish I would have stuck with my convictions on the CJ Stroud double stack and just run a couple different variations of that. But I was looking at the solver Sims on Sunday morning after inactives and the Brown stuff was just popping everywhere because Deshaun Watson, 6.8%, Amari Cooper, 13.2%, Elijah Moore, 2.6%. Um, and it was kind of a way of leveraging my own take as well. I love Jerome Ford, but I wanted to say, hey, if Jerome Ford doesn't get there, maybe it's the passing game that gets all the damage. So I did roll out this Deshaun Watson double stack. Um, I wanted to get a Patriot in all of my lineups, So I did Ramondre here. I also did not want to miss out on Jonathan Taylor week if it happened. Um, ever since JM said he was going to lock button uh, Jonathan Taylor in his lineups, I decided I was going to come along for the ride and boy, was he steamy, right? Because we pulled up the ownership projections during the Sunday AM cram. I think ETR and Smallfield had it at 20. And I was like, this is going to be 30%. Um, I was low on that. He ended up coming in at about 40% everywhere. I knew he was going to be popular. So I ended up correlating him with the Colts defense because I thought that would be a unique way to pair Jonathan Taylor. And that ended up working out really well. Colts defense at 2% scores 26 points for me. I did lock button Josh Jacobs in this lineup. And of course, I had to be on my bullshit and get a Kyle Pitts share. So this final lineup, oh, and uh, AJ Brown. So this was a Deshaun Watson double stack, Jonathan Taylor, Ramondre Stevenson, Josh Jacobs at running back, AJ Brown and Kyle Pitts filling it out with Colts defense. So this one finishes in 120th place out of 2,222 entries in the smaller medium spy with 50K to first. So just a little uh, 2X here, um, but uh, at least another shot on goal there. Felt good that my kind of two reads ended up working out. Amari was a monster yesterday, 6,100, goes for 27.9 points. I need some more coffee. Mm. Yeah, Lamar was tilting. Uh, Waylon Jennings says, car doubles got uh, you none of the money yesterday. Yeah, and I, I thought he was on his way to being one of the quarterbacks you needed after that touchdown to Olave. But man, Taysom Hill, we all tilt collectively Taysom Hill, uh, but you love Taysom Hill when he's the one cratering the Alvin Kamara and Chris Olave and Derek Carr uh, chalk there. So for one day, I was the world's biggest uh, Taysom Hill fan uh, there. He had a massive day. 
Um, let's check out the Deposit Kingdom Weekly League. I finished in 18th place. I ran that same CJ Stroud double that I ran in the Big Spy. And in first place, we got Doc Slippo here. Uh, runs a CJ Stroud to Nico Collins and Dalton Schultz with the Mike Evans bring back there. Uh, actually, the double bring back with Rashad White. So I absolutely love this. Um not even just on a, a, a shorter slate where there's not as many teams and lower totals, but in a contest of this size, 400. How did we end up with 419 entries? I checked it twice at the last minute. Someone keeps auto uh, in, uh, enrolling or whatever at the last second. I will hunt you down and I will find you and I will make you pay for that. But regardless, um, I love the idea of going all in on a game in these smaller field contests, really limiting the number of things you have to get right. This is just a really fun correlated lineup. Um, so you're all in on the Bucks-Houston game, and then you do a mini correlation with Ramondre Stevenson and Jahan Dotson, and then you play CeeDee Lamb as kind of your one-off chalk pay-up piece. And then it doesn't even matter that your Giants defense at 40%, man, the Deposit Kingdom coming in at 40% on a defense. I thought I knew you guys better than that. Um, Giants defense, 2,300. They were by far the best points per dollar play, but man, uh, minus one here for them at 40% ownership, but does not matter when you hit the absolute nuts with Rashad White, with Dalton Schultz, CeeDee Lamb, and CJ Stroud. So congratulations to Doc Slippo here. Uh, Daniel Quinlan had a pretty similar lineup, actually. Uh, Stroud, Nico, Noah Brown um, ended up playing AJ Brown instead of CeeDee Lamb, but did have Rashad White and Jonathan Taylor in here. Mark Andrews, he paid up for, got him at 6.2% and also had a nice defensive score here with the Colts defense. Did that Jonathan Taylor Colts correlation there for 199 points. Hmm. So congratulations to uh, all of our Deposit Kingdom uh, entrants here. For those of you guys who aren't in this contest regularly, it's a rake-free contest that DraftKings spins up for us. Uh, $10 single entry. I'll always review unless it's shit. Yeah, the achievers, in which case I will purposefully not review his lineup. Um, but we uh, generally review the lineups here on the portfolio review. And I post that exclusively in the Discord. I don't put that link anywhere else, not on um, uh, Twitter, not on YouTube, uh, nowhere else. You got to go in the Discord. It's in the announcement section. I normally post that in there on Tuesdays if you want to hop in and compete with the rest of the Deposit Kingdom here. Um, all right, let's see. I did want to just check in on the Yuta winning lineup before we do some uh, best ball stuff, but just unreal stuff by Yuta Cow here. Um, we always talk, what is like the popular thing you say with the Millie Maker? It's like, you got to be perfect. You got to hit a nine leg parlay. Well, Yuta Cow essentially got like two things right in this lineup because he absolutely onslaughted this game, a CJ Stroud triple stack with Tank Dell, Noah Brown, and Dalton Schultz, fades Nico Collins, brings it back with Rashad White. I mean, CJ Stroud, 6.9% in the middle. Tank Dell, 6.8%. Noah Brown, 3.7%. Dalton Schultz, 5.7%. Rashad White, the chalkiest piece of this game stack at 10.1%. He then jams in the two of the better one-off plays, CeeDee Lamb, Josh Jacobs, Brown's defense, and guess what? This dude won a million dollars with Bijan Robinson in his running back slot. 6.9 points 
and this dude ships the Millie with a CJ Stroud triple stack in Bijan Robinson. He knows ball. Holy cow, this was a sick, sick lineup. And when you really think about it, you know, I, I realize it is a triple stack, but when you think about the salary, you know, if you do like Noah Brown and, and Dalton Schultz as one guy, you know, that's 7,300. Um, and knowing how low owned they were and that Nico is going to be the most popular of these. It's just like such a sick leverage play and as, and as a way to say, if the Texans go off and Nico isn't there, well, then every other one of those pass catchers is the beneficiary. And because the opportunity cost at 3,100 to tack Noah Brown on is so minimal, you're able to get away with it. Um, just a brilliant lineup by Uticao. You would look at a lineup like this and I would normally say like, oh, I would see, you know, my, my buddy, Pat Crane, he likes to play the super small field tournaments, like the 400, 500 entries, and he'll run out lineups like this. That's a triple stack and a bring back. And I'm always like, that makes so much sense in those small field contests. I would have never, ever thought a lineup like that could actually ship the Millie where you have to be so perfect. But when your $3,100 guy at 3.7% goes off for 30 points, you win. But what's so interesting is normally on other weeks, I'm like, well, you need to get the one off Noah Brown. But because he was part of the correlated block that popped off, um, it it worked for him there. So just really impressive stuff by Uticao, who uh, continues to just scorch. And I do highly recommend, go check out the uh, the Lulz interview with Uta. He's a really fascinating individual. Um, I'll make sure I link to that in the show notes if you guys want to check that out. Um, but he uh, he talks a little bit about his process and he he claims, he claims and he says he's not a sim bro. He obviously has his own kind of sophisticated process, but um, a very, very sharp individual and uh, just wanted to check out his lineup there. And yes, Smiz, Smiz was all over the leaderboard as well. Smiz got eight. He had um, a very similar lineup in that he had uh, Bijan uh, in there as well. He had the CJ Stroud uh, double to tank and Noah Brown with the Rashad White bring back. And then his difference was just not having the Schultz there to access that other big 30-point game. And so the A.J. Brown and David Njoku there keep him slightly below pace but very nice lineups there uh yeah i mean if, if you guys if we all had 150 lineups i would have rolled out a cj stroud triple stack too i would have gotten so bored with my cj stroud double stacks i'm like yeah let's just throw it in um i do feel the other thing that made the cj stroud stuff so good um was the devin singletary chalk you know, Devin Singletary was projecting for about 30% ownership. I don't know what he ended up clocking in at. I would probably have to scroll way down to find a Devin Singletary team. Um, I don't know if I'd be able to find one here at the top. Maybe someone can tell me. But when you got a setup where it was like the Bucks are way more of a pass funnel, CJ Stroud isn't going to be super popular. Anything outside of Nico wasn't going to be popular. And Devin Singletary was mega chalk. It was just one of those like, you know, flashing red lights of holy cow, go with the CJ Stroud doubles, fade the Singletary chalk. Um, when you think about the way you're leveraging um, the field there, I think that one just lined up paper on paper in such an obvious way. Hmm. All right, here. Yeah, DFS uh, Daily Newsletter wanted to give them a shout out too. He's talking about Yuta. Um, might have cemented his uh, status as the uh, the greatest of all time. Um, he called it a, a football, college football style stack. 
here, uh, wins by 12 plus points with over 177,000 entries and uh, scores 250 DK points on a lineup with a snowflake uh, there. So uh, yeah, I highly recommend uh, subscribing to the daily newsletters. Um, uh, newsletter. You get it in your inbox every week. He kind of breaks down winning lineups there. Um, all right, let's do, um, we got about, uh, 15 more minutes here before I have to head off to Sirius XM radio. So let's do, uh, a little roundup of best ball mania. I also want to mention here, I did a post on my newsletter on Friday and uh, I did kind of a look at my portfolio through the halfway mark of the season because we were right in the lead up to week nine, which puts us at exactly halfway until week 17. So I did a full uh, recap and then was breaking down the teams by that were advancing by stream type because I thought that would be funny uh, or fun to look at which kind of stream types were yielding a better advance rate. Um, obviously there's going to be small sample size noise there and lots of variables as Arthur Smith would say, but it was still a fun exercise. I'm going to drop this link down below. This is a free newsletter. I do every Friday. Sometimes I write about football. Sometimes I write about working out. Sometimes I write about whatever is on my mind, but it's a free newsletter. I also recap and round up my week of shows and content. So if you're ever feeling like you missed something, this will uh, recap it for you. So subscribe to the PO box, free newsletter every Friday morning. But um, on Friday's edition, I had looked at these teams and uh, a couple interesting things did jump out to me. Um, one was three teams from the marathon stream I did. So that was the final stream to close it out. I did my last seven or eight drafts. Three of those teams are advancing one with Matic and kitchen, one with Denny and one with Lord Reeves. So I thought that was interesting that the three drafts back to back 144, 145 and 146 were all advancing. I thought another interesting thing was most of the um, drafts I did on my channel. So it was either my channel, um, ship chasing, uh, splash play, but I did three of my drafts on other channels. Fantasy Life, I did my 21st draft. The Establish the Run channel, I did my 38th. And on Liam's, I did my 135th. All three of those teams are advancing. Um, and if there's a common theme there, it is those were some drafts where I wasn't tipping people off in the Discord the best ball value hounds uh, when I was hopping in drafts. So my drafts were very much friend and family focused, um, but every once in a while I was able to draft uh, in a quote, uh, regular or normie room and it yielded pretty good results. Otherwise this spread of teams advancing is about what you would expect. I had a lot more solo best ball streams. So six of those are advancing four of them with Karain, three with Sean Siegel, three from the swole cast, uh, two from splash play, and those splash play rooms were always brutal. Uh, so it does not surprise me that that is one of my lowest advance rates by stream type. Um, two ship chasing ones, both were with guests. The Rotopat uh, team and the Chris Allen team are both uh, advancing. One from the club and then one on best ball after dark with Gretch. Um, we were both pretty uh, loaded. For that, for that one too, which is impressive. But um, yeah, subscribe to the PO box if you guys want to look at the rest of these things. And I also link to some of these tools um, that I use to review my lineups like PDs, uh, Patrick Donovan's BBM4 leaderboard. We got my charts from my guy, Neil Farley, and we got a way to review teams here with the Fantasy Life Best Ball Hub as well. So check that out in the PO box. Um, 
I am pulling up the leaderboard here from uh, Patrick uh, Donovan. Uh, this is an awesome site where you can go and see your advance rate. You can go look at how many teams you have in the top 10 or top thousand, and then you can also click them and look at them as well. Um, my advance rate dropped even from when I wrote this post on Friday morning. I was advancing 28 out of 150. Um, I am now currently at 22, although I am very heavy on uh, Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson, and uh, Quentin Johnston, and, and Keenan Allen as well. So hopefully I will get back there tonight. A couple of my top teams are, are ones I've referenced with you guys on the show uh, I have that team I drafted on the club. I think it was number six really early on. That's a Tua and Dak team. And then the other one that I pulled up multiple times, that Justin Fields Tua team. Um, this team still remains my favorite because it seems like whenever, you know, guys are out like Devon Achan or um, uh, Justin Fields, it's like other guys step up. So this team has Isaiah Pacheco, it has Jerome Ford, it has DJ Moore, Devontae Smith, George Pickens, uh, has Mark Andrews and Cole Komet. So this team still feels like my most balanced, juggernauty type team. Just definitely need the Bears and Justin Fields to come back and finish strong. But I do have a new team that's in the top 10,000, which is very funny to look at. It, certs, it currently sits in uh, third place for 6,848 uh, points. And... Uh, right here is uh incredible because this was a swole cast challenge team where my challenge was to draft four tight ends and you can see here the four tight ends dalton schultz Taysom hill trey mcbride and kate otten all of those guys uh other than trey mcbride having big week nines and then Taysom or trey mcbride having that big week eight um and i also remember this team vividly because i took um i took uh Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, and Kate Otten. And I was like, God damn it. Do I have to take Baker Mayfield? I think I have to take Baker Mayfield, even though I already had Jalen Hurts and Tua. So this is just like a monstrosity of a team, a three quarterback build with Jalen and Tua, a four tight end build, but the running backs and wide receivers are pretty solid. JT, Brian Robinson, Eli Mitchell, Tank Bigsby sucks, uh, but Raheem Mostert. And then my wide receivers, Tyree Kill, DeAndre Hopkins, both of the Bucks wide receivers, Elijah Moore, and Zay Flowers. So um, that is uh, is pretty interesting there. I think that team could be some fun. Having those four tight ends who, um, I mean, in a week like this, I mean, both, I assume I flexed both um, or two different tight end scores because one of them, Kate Otten, Taysom Hill, Dalton Schultz would have fit the tight end, I believe Dalton Schultz. And then Taysom Hill and Kate Otten, uh, I'm pretty sure I would have flexed their scores. So pretty rare to use three tight end scores in Best Ball Mania, but uh, I will take it here. Neil, who uh, has put together uh, some of these charts uh, and graphs for me, says, I found it quite interesting that your second highest scoring team is in second place in that league. Yeah, that is interesting here. Yeah, second place. This was, um, I think this is the team easy. Uh, I believe he was in first place or he was trying to hunt me down in that league easy from the deposit kingdom. Let me go check there and see if that's the case. Yep, Easy's in first place on this one. Let me drop myself. Oops, where am I? Let me drop myself down here. Easy is currently in first place in this one with, oh, he has the Stroud. He has the Stroud to uh, Nico and Dalton Schultz. So that's why he surpassed me. Yeah, so he has a Joe Burrow Stroud Purdy team. 
Derrick Henry, James Cook, Kamara. Yeah, so that's a nice team. He has the Joe Burrow premium double. He has Jahan Dotson coming on and then the uh, the Stroud stuff. So uh, yeah, easy. Uh, taking down my best team right now, but hopefully I have enough cushion to make sure I get this team into the dance. Um, yeah, let's check out some of the stuff that Neil put together for me with his uh, best ball portfolio app. Um, you can see my histogram of places again. You can, of course, see our vagina plots. Um, one thing I was talking to Neil about that is cool to check out, and I was uh, underutilizing this in previous weeks, is using the histogram of points scored, but to look by player advance rate. And one thing I was doing before the show that I thought was interesting was looking at some of my most drafted guys and the the guys that are killing you, and it makes sense intuitively, right? The earlier you drafted uh, a player who's not performing, the lower your advance rates are going to be. So, um, you know, when you complain about like, so Kendra Miller is one of my highest own guys as is Jackson Smith and Jigba. If I look at my advance rate with Jackson Smith and Jigba, you can see here 10.67%. That's pretty bad. Um, well below expectation. But then I go look at Kendra Miller, who's done nothing, who is one of my highest drafted players. And then I head back over here and my advance rate with Kendra Miller is at 16%. So completely neutral there, which is just um, a nice way to illustrate how those late round picks um, don't sink you. It's those early round ones. So like a guy like Quentin Johnston, who I drafted a ton early, um, my advance rate with Quentin Johnson teams is going to be very bad. Yeah, 9.33%, um, pretty bad there. And then you could look at the inverse, a guy like Rashad Penny, which by the way, Rashad Penny getting a couple meaningful carries in that close game yesterday. Uh, keep, keep a candle on for Rashad Penny. But if I go look at my advance rate with him it jumps up to 14.67 percent so i wonder uh neil if you actually looked at that like on a like a bell curve or or how linear that would be based on underperforming players based on the round you took them in um i assume if you have a miss that you are 50 percent exposure on in the 18th round that it would have a pretty negligible um impact on your advance rate that would just be my hunch you can get more room by clicking on the three lines at the top to minimize the sidebar if you want. Oh, there we go. Thank you. I didn't know that about the uh, the hamburger menu. Um, but then it makes my first my first place do something. It did something to that. Oh, that's after week six. Gotcha. Um, I wonder why it reverted uh, back to uh, week six there. Um, but yeah, cool stuff there from Neil. Um, let me see here, uh, what's going on in the chat. Hmm. Yeah. Um, that's what we're here for. Everyone needs to pick me up and you know what? No one should ever, um, say that Neil isn't a man of the people here because, you know, we initially pulled up his apps. Um, the chat lost itself, uh, looking at these, uh, violin plots is the uh, technical term. Neil uh, thought the audience wasn't mature enough to handle it, which he's correct. And he removed it from a version. But then the following week, everyone revolted and said, give me my violin plots back. And because Neil is a man of the people, he ended up bringing the violin plots back. I still don't even know how I'm supposed to read this. Box plot and point of team score. Like, I, I guess I kind of understand what it is, Neil, but I think that you just secretly enjoy the visuals of the violin plot and that there isn't actually any use case to this.
Mm. Um, all right here. Uh, yeah, Easy is absolutely crushing. Um, what's his uh, What's his username? I should. Go, it's Easy One One Six. I should go look here in this leaderboard. Yeah, holy shit. <laughs> 47 of 150 teams there. Uh, he has one, two, three, four teams in the top uh, 550. That is absurd. Um, this has to be one of the more dominant uh, BBM4 regular season uh, performances there. Easy, uh, absolutely crushing it here. Um, he has a, looks like he has a ton of Stroud. Uh, how much Stroud does Easy have? Yeah, that is a lot of Stroud there. You can see all four of these top teams here have CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud to Schultz and Nico. CJ Stroud to Nico here. Um, and it is like you see the way that single weeks still impact this top of the leaderboard, you know, like the top 1,000. You know, like my my good teams have hung around within that same band of like 5,000 or whatever. But the still the like super high end stuff is really responsive to the previous week and that there still is room for when a quarterback like CJ Stroud separates as much as he does and drops what 40 some points that you're going to bubble up a lot of teams there to the top. Um, and it's impressive too. like all of these CJ Stroud teams are with Nico. Um, I don't think I see a, a single tank Dell team there. I certainly wish I had uh, more Tank Dell. Yeah, look at that. No, no Tank Dell uh, with the CJ Stroud there for easy, um, but you're still getting a ton of Dalton Schultz teams there as well. Hmm. Thank you, Joey. I appreciate that. Let's fucking go, Pete. Congratulations on the weekend smash. About to listen to the whole show, but wanted to message you quick. Yeah, I really appreciate all of the uh, the kind words. I don't really chime in during the sweat. I'm kind of. I'm, I have a weird kind of like superstitious way that I sweat when I have something going on or even on a regular um, slate. Like I never look at my scores until about 3.30 p.m. So late into the 1 p.m. window. And that's only because I need to look at DraftKings to know if I need to swap. And then I had not even looked at the, um, uh, the Battle Royale stuff. I was actually sweating the dog bowl because I knew I had all these CJ Stroud doubles and I'm like, I'm not going to look it up. I, I knew I had some Noah Brown, Dalton Schultz teams. And I was like, I got to be in striking distance for a dog bowl ticket. So it was around 3.30 or 3.45. I finally pulled up to look at the dog bowl. And then I was like, oh, holy cow, we got some teams in the mix here for Battle Royale. And then the other funny thing was, is I knew I had that one really good team in the Battle Royale. And I had refreshed it and noticed that the second team was in the top 10. I wasn't even aware of that team for about 45 minutes um, because I just like, I don't know. I do this weird thing where I look at the scores real quick, but I don't want to, I'm just like a watched pot doesn't boil kind of guy. Uh, so I'm very weird about not hawking scores in real time. I'm not the one looking at the app and watching the points refresh. Um, I just wanted to get a frame of reference for the sweat and, uh, and then dial in. And then of course, though, I am human by the fourth quarter of the Eagles game. I was looking at all of the teams in the top 10, looking who I had blocked, um, who I didn't have blocked. And then uh, it dawned on me, CeeDee Lamb, uh, was the, uh, was the guy who was going to give me the blade. And God did CD Lamb give me the blade. Um, 
Yeah, I'm 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 ready to move on to week ten. Um, partly because uh, I'm excited to try to run things back a bit, and also because I just don't want to think anymore about being this close to getting my horns on uh, on underdog. Just one one more big AJ Brown play, and we could have gone one two in battle royale. Just one more, just one more big play from AJ Brown, and we go one two. But it was not. Uh, not meant to be, but you know what? I we, I see Johnny Footballs in the chat and Copper Prices here. Um, two guys who have been on absolute heaters. This is how it works, right, guys? It's a heater. It, does that mean that I'm legally entitled to having a couple more winning weeks on tap? I think that's how it works. So I'm going to try my best to do what the rest of the Badge Bros in the Deposit Kingdom do, which is stay winning once they're going. Um... All right, guys, I have to head over to uh, SiriusXM. Appreciate you guys hanging out. Appreciate all the kind words. Yesterday was very fun to have a, a real legitimate sweat. And uh, yeah, excited to talk more Battle Royale strategy. Um, all throughout the week, I'll end up talking about it. You know, Tuesday on the club, uh, on Fantasy Life on Friday, I have my hidden gems piece with my favorite um, players to scroll down for in drafts. And then on Friday afternoon, often on the clock, will kind of be our final updated thoughts on the slate. So um, if you're wanting to join me in going heavier on the uh, Battle Royale drafts, definitely uh, join me this week and I will catch you guys around the Deposit Kingdom. Uh, for those of you who are YouTube members, I'll post some showdown stuff uh, later this afternoon for tonight's showdown slate with the Chargers and Jets. So keep an eye out for that if you're a hand builder and opto bro. Otherwise, have a great rest of your Monday. We'll see you tomorrow on the club.